Hello there, Internet. We are Will and Dave with the SimGeeks Podcast, and we are joined here at IMSH uh, by Melissa Lowther, who is the outgoing chair of the SOTS group, as well as one of the SSH fellows for this year, uh, as well as Amy Fulmer, who is the incoming chair of SOTS, and they're going to come talk to us about what the simulation operations and technology section is, uh, how to get involved with that, what your membership means. Um, but first, you know, as we always do, Melissa, why don't you give us a rundown who you are, where you come from, and your involvement, you know, in simulation in general, but also here at the Society. Sure. Uh, yeah, so I'm Melissa Lowther. Um, I'm based out of uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, I started in simulation mm, about 10 years ago now, actually, uh, give or take my memory. Um, so I started in, in operations in a, a nursing school, and I moved around a bit, uh, did some interprofessional work, uh, helped up in a new med school in Idaho, um, did some field work and some crazy things like that, so always on the operations and technology side. When I left school, I thought I would never have to deal with networking again, and that was basically the bane of my existence for all of my years as an operations person. Um, so about three and a half years ago, I joined CAE Healthcare um, as a learning space and audiovisual solutions uh, specialist. So I'm actually now doing all digital solutions for CAE. So um, for the society, I am one of the, the fellows I was inducted this year, the outgoing chair for SOTS, which if you're not sure, is the simulation operation and technology section. And uh, I have a few other roles. I work on the content teams for the meetings, and uh, I'm the chair of the Certified Healthcare Simulation Operations Specialist Education Team. And as you step out, Amy is stepping into your existing position. So Amy, give us, give us your introduction and background as well. Yeah, so I'm Amy Fulmer. I work at the Zamierowski Institute for Experiential Learning. We're in Kansas City, Kansas. I got started in sim probably about 10 years ago also, um, about 2012. I started and I spent three years um, with an LPN program at a community college. I'm doing a little bit of, um, a little bit of sim part-time as I was going to school for actually a degree in journalism. Um, got to the end and really decided that simulation was a better fit for like a long-term career and um, that the hours and the pay would be better. Um, so I landed um, a role with Zeal and I've been there for the past seven years. Um, moving to different positions, um, but I'm cur currently the simulation technology strategist, so I get to manage all of the technology and the technology things in our center. Um, within the society, I am the outgoing vice chair of the simulation operations and technology section, um, incoming chair. I also serve on the editorial board for the simulation technology operations resource ma magazine, which is STORM. Um, and then I'm also on the CHSOSA committee. Yeah, so I mean, uh, to be fair, the SOTS committee, I've attended several of your meetings. In fact, uh, yesterday, I tried, or two days ago, I tried to sneak in a little bit late, and I was trying to be respectful and stand in the back and not disrupt anything, and the first thing I did was lean on the light switch. So <laughs> came right in quietly, was trying to hide back there, and then I shut the lights off. Uh, so give us an idea, like, w what is SOTS? What, what role does it play within the society as well as the, you know, the different conferences the society does throughout the year? Yeah, so uh, really the goal of SOTS is a, is a lot of advocacy for the operations specialist. And over the last four years in particular, we've really been um, looking at advocacy and professional development for operations specialists. Um, a lot of ops people do not have the budget to come to meetings and things like that. So um, a few years ago, we instituted a new educational program. So we've been doing monthly webinars, um, those 
started out sort of on our own, but they actually got folded into the SSH Sim Series webinars. So we're one of the only groups that has a dedicated day and time every single month as part of that series. Um, so we do that um, almost every single month. There are a few we, we take off, the, the month of SimOps and you know, the month of IMSH being ones, but really uh, working within the society to make sure that there is exposure to what operations people are doing, but then also offering different opportunities for operations folks to get professional development, whether it's at conferences or through webinars and things like that. And we've started also sponsoring courses at the conferences, so sponsored by SOTS courses that really look to fill gaps. So if we're seeing a gap in professional development courses, we'll sponsor a course on that. If we're seeing a gap in medical terminology or other courses, we might look for presenters to fill gaps at those conferences. And I, and I have noticed the society has taken obvious steps to try and improve more operations content, being especially at IMSH. I mean, last year in LA, they actually contacted us last minute, pretty last minute, mm -hmm. and said, hey, we, we have a need. We need more operations yeah. content. Uh, and that is very much due to the work that you guys are doing. Uh, that's coming out of your section. Yeah, so the last couple of years I've been the um, the lead for the operations specialist track at IMSH. And so I've been creating a document that tracks what are the different types of jobs that operations specialists do in some uh, more finite detail. And so we actually plug the um, all of the courses that are submitted to the operations track into that document and identify what things came out of you know different needs analysis that, that have been done that aren't showing up in what has been submitted and trying to identify um, what content do we need and who are the experts that we know that might be able to fill some of that. So uh, again, you know, I know you talked about Storm for a minute as well. Give us a rundown on, on what that is. I know we just had one, one issue come out already, yes, right? Yes, so we had our first issue in September. Um, so Storm is the Simulation Technology and Operations Resource Magazine. It is a publication really intended to showcase operations and technology community interest pieces. It is a fully peer-reviewed publication, um, and it's actually free to everyone. You don't have to be an SSH member to access it. You don't have to be an SSH member to submit. Um, they're really open to everything, um, but it's published in the SIM Spotlight, so the emails that you receive on a Wednesday. Um, we're aiming for somewhere between two to four publications a year um, and just looking for the content that people may not feel is submittable to like the full journal, um, but has a place and a need in the community. So, so more operations content, not necessarily yeah. pure research, right? Yeah, and like looking for open source things. So you made a task trainer to do a thing, show us how you did it and how we can recreate it. What other projects are you guys working on as far as like, so one of the things we wanted to do when we were talking about this is <clears throat> talk about other membership benefits. So what are some of the overlooked membership benefits of being a part of the Society of Simulation and Healthcare? That's a good question. So there's uh, kind of so many things that you can get involved in. So depending on what your interest is, I and mean, maybe it's not just operations and technology, or that is your interest, but there are other things you want to dabble in. There's certainly so many opportunities to sort of cross-pollinate, as I like to call it. Mm -hmm. So if there is something you're interested in, there's a section or a special interest group or an affinity group that you can join. Uh, you do have to be a member for the sections, but the other two are available to non-members as well. 
So lots of webinars are also available, um, whether you're a member or not. Um, but members can apply actually to get credit for those. So if you're one of those folks who need those formal CEUs, they are available for a reasonable price, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have that certification, whether it's medical or otherwise, definitely want to make sure you have those. But really the engagement opportunities are one of the most important things. Um, we succeed in groups. We want to make sure that we can, you know, there's a lot of lone wolves out there or really small teams. Um, so being able to find like-minded folks to work together with is really one of the biggest things. So that networking opportunity is huge within the society. And we're really passionate about that. And it's, especially if you feel like that lone wolf, you're not. And, and believe me, there are so many opportunities inside the Society of Simulation Healthcare that you can find your niche and grow that niche. And that effect will, will be felt in the entire industry. And there's not a lot of industries that you can do things like that. You can change the world with the work you put in and the involvement and the engagement you put in. Absolutely. So, Melissa, as you're exiting after your year, you know, as the chair of the SOTS committee, uh, what have you accomplished in the last 12 months? That you're proud of. Yeah, let's hear it. Gosh, I mean, you know, the, the educational content is one of the biggest things that I've been working on over the last four years. So Sean Kavanaugh and I started that four years ago, and we've just kept it going. Um, so in the last two years, we actually um, not only have our own education team within SOTS, um, but we appointed two chairs um, to really help drive that content. So, um, you know, Amy and I are tasked with a lot of things within our roles. So um, being able to have two additional members um, really drive a lot of content, finding um, new presenters and things like that. So they took on a lot of that. But what that allows us to do is not rely on the society's um, education committee. We don't have to have them do review of our courses. We can do review because we have our own people that can do that. So that allows us to keep it in-house. It's our own peers looking at our own work. And I think it's it's important to say, this is not your full-time job. This is not. No, this is all our bonus volunteer service. And, but it's, you know, really benefiting all of us. So we appreciate that time that you put into this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a passion project. I mean, yeah. if we didn't like doing it, we definitely would not be able to accomplish this stuff. So being able to do things like have interactive uh, courses, you know, business meetings. I mean, we do that on an every other month basis, but at SimOps and IMSH, we get to have some fun and be in person. Um, Amy and I have really done a lot of games and, you know, silly prizes, whether it's a gift card or, you know, candy. Um, there were literally sacks of candy at SimOps this year. Uh, so Awesome stickers. <laughs> you know, stickers. Yes. Um, so a lot of advocacy. Um, we came up with this project this year called Hashtag More Than Just a SimTech. We want to highlight as a positive, we are more than just a SimTech, right? Um, so we really want to talk about what are the other things, let's break the mold of people thinking about us just operating mannequins, right? There is more to us than just that. I mean, we know we have frameworks that tell us there are so many things that we do. However, when you talk to a lot of people, they go, so you operate mannequins. And there's a few more things to that. So we want to keep that. We want to like highlight what other things do you do in your role? You no, know, it's not just the other people. It's ourselves, too. I've met, I think, three people so far that have introduced themselves to me as, oh, I'm just a sim tech. And I'm like, hold on. Let me get you some stickers because you are so much more. One of my operations specialists just did that.
introduced himself to a classroom full of flight nurses and paramedics a few weeks ago, and I was there. We were in Syracuse, and he said, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so. I'll leave his name out of it. He said, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm Sim Operations. I run the mannequins. And I'm like, Jesus, dude, like, you do so much more than that. Uh, but, you know, that again, that that is language that people outside of simulation can easily understand it's but true. we we do need to take that a step further in how that how we describe their roles I, yeah so so with melissa you stepping out amy coming in amy what's the next 12 months look like yes yeah, so we've got big plans um importantly we are aiming to have at least four work groups with chairs last last two years we had chairs for our education work group this year we're going to branch out we're looking for volunteers to step up and and i think our goal is four work groups with four chairs we're even saying there can be multiple chairs spread the workload a little more so we're aiming for a lot more engagement from our um, SOTS membership mm -hmm. our membership pool and so we're really hoping we can get some more people engaged. We had a great meeting here at IMSH. Seems like we got lots of responses, still going through them. Um, but we've got our education work group that will continue. Um, we've got our nominations work group that does important work as well. Um, that group actually reviews the Operation Specialist of the Year Award. Um, they review the nominees and come to a final decision, which is very important. It was just announced. Um, yeah. Yes, that is, that is a, an award through SSH, so. Um, and then we have our um, we have our own SOTS awards that we like to give. Like again, it's really important to recognize the people in the simulation operations computer community that are doing great things. Mm -hmm. um, so the nominations work group does that. And then we have two, three actually. Oh my gosh, we have five work groups we're planning yeah, on. We have, yeah, five. Yeah. Um, so we have two that have been content that has come out of the last two years that has like a need and a desire for our community. So we have one um, need for equipment purchasing and standardizing and really thinking about that process. So we have some interest in members working on that. And then onboarding SimOps specialists. As we all know, when you know one Sim Center, you know one Sim Center. And when you know one onboarding plan, you know one onboarding plan. Exactly. So we have a group kind of wanting to work on what onboarding looks like and is there ways we can work together, share resources, and really provide that content to the community. Um, and then our final work group is hoping to um, kind of promote and engage the community in the simulation operations and technology section. So we're calling that our SOTS promotion and engagement work group, SPU. And we're looking for members that will help with things like our biannual newsletters, um, our healthcare simulation week content, because we always like to put stuff out. Um, and so we'd like more assistance working on those types of things. Advocacy is going to continue to be really at the heart of a lot of what is going on in the SOTS group. Very good. I like the onboarding topic too because that's been a hot topic of, mm -hmm. of not just where to find future simula simulation operations specialists, but you know, then what do you do with them and who's the one that's going to train them and how to do that. All right. Well, I mean, guys, I know you've got other commitments to get to. It's a very busy couple of hours that we run through all these. Any any parting thoughts, anything you want the greater community to know specifically about SOTS, about the work you guys are doing here, just let us have it. Or any member benefits or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, there is endless opportunities. Keep your eye out. Um, definitely take a look at SimConnect and see what kind of communities are out there. Make sure you formally join them through your bio on the SSH website. Um, and keep an eye out for uh, calls for service. Um, there are a lot of different things you can get involved in, short-term and long-term. Um, but the one thing I'm going to leave us with to go back to something that sort of was just happening is if you do one thing after this podcast, 
stop using the word just. Exactly. <laughs> mm, yes. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Amy, any parting thoughts? What's the one thing you wish you could tell every incoming new SOS? I think it's that you need to reach out of your comfort zone and meet new people. That's where these connections and these opportunities are going to come from. If you continue just doing your thing in your space and in your lines, like it's going to be really hard to grow. So you need to, whether you can go to conferences, that's great. But even if it's just reaching out to people on social media, um, sending emails from presenters from webinars, like you need to meet new people in your community and really expand that because that's how you're going to learn to grow in your role. Uh, well, and I want to highlight something too, just the work that the two of you have done. So I've attended the last probably four-ish meetings you guys have done that I'm trying to think back of the locations where we've done these. And every time I've walked into one of those rooms, it's more and more packed than the time before it. And like I said yesterday, it was standing room only because I showed up three minutes late for something, right? And then lean on the light switch. Uh, the SimOps that we did last year in Kentucky, right? Right? Yeah. Same thing. That massive conference room just completely filled full of people. Uh, and so I, I'm definitely watching this grow. I know you guys have both had a significant part in that. So keep up the great work that you're doing. Even as you're stepping out, I obviously you're going to stay involved as this goes forward. Absolutely. Yes. Well, so from uh, the show floor of IMSH 2023 in Orlando, Florida, thank you for joining us and uh, make sure that you get involved. That was what the one I'm going to say is they're putting a lot of work in and they need your help. So please get involved.